Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Let me pray just to open up. Lord, I thank you this morning that you're with us. I thank you that you have a word specifically for us today. I pray by your spirit, you would speak, you would encourage, you would teach and train us in everything that you want for us in this season. Lord, I thank you for everyone watching and I pray that you would bless them and that you would strengthen them in this time together that we would be built up and uplifted in your name. Amen. Today, I wanna share on going through the fire. And it might sound like a heavy topic, but I hope to bring some encouragement to you through this because it's one of those things that we we hear a lot about and we hear a lot about challenges and trials, uh, but it's another thing to be actually going through it. And there'll be various ones of you who are going through seasons of fire and trials, or some will be in great victorious victorious lands and uh, in other places. But I know this is a word specifically for some people today, and that's why I want to share it. Um, And I want to share from the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego uh, being thrown into the fire. So we'll look at that in a moment, Daniel chapter 3. So I just want to encourage you to get your phone or iPad or Bible out and go to Daniel chapter 3. And we're going to read from that in just a moment. But I want to read a quote from Napoleon Bonaparte just to begin. He said, when soldiers have been baptized in the fire of a battlefield, They have all one rank in my eyes. Meaning, when people have gone through an absolute blazing battle and they fought the fight, there's not as many ranks and systems that matter so much in people's lives anymore because they've all faced battles. They know what tough times are and they know how to get through it. And it's like that with us as humans, but even more so as Christians. Because funnily enough, Christians, and the Bible talks about this, we see this in Revelation and we see this even in the New Testament and the persecution of Christians, we can see that Christians will face battles that non-Christians won't face. And that's because we stand for a truth that the enemy doesn't like. So the enemy will try and still kill and destroy Christians, still kill and destroy those of us who believe in truth, who believe in Jesus, who believe in God, who believe in a creator, who believe in creation, who believe in pro-life versus abortion, who believe in traditional marriage, one man, one woman versus other forms of marriage. And so you can see persecution in this form and around the world, you'll see persecution in even greater forms and people being martyred and killed for their faith today. Why? Because they stand for the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible promises and prophesies and talks about this. So when these sorts of times come, we want to know that we can stand through the battle, that we can stand in the fire knowing that we have Jesus, the Son of God, with us and that we are strong enough to resist the enemy. And it's one of those things that we want to ensure that we build into this generation that resilience and that toughness to be able to go through the fire. And so whatever you're going through today, I pray that this would be an encouragement to you. Uh, Let's turn to Daniel chapter 3 together. 
I'm reading in the NIV, and just to summarize where we're up to is King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the day, had uh, made a decree that everyone at the sounding of instruments needs to bow down and worship his idol. And uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, believed in God the Father. They served the one true God, and they had not bowed down and worshipped this idol when everyone else did uh, because they believed in the one true God. And so uh, they were then thrown into the fire, which was a decree which had been given. And so we pick it up about that time in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them in the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans and other clothes were bound and thrown into the furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took them up. Uh, and these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. Then King, ne king Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't these three men that we tied up and thrown into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of the gods. And so we'll just pause it there. And what we can see here is an incredible, supernatural, miraculous story of something that I believe every human actually goes through in different ways. And that is testing through fire. I don't believe in this situation that God actually, uh, we can see clearly he didn't light the fire. He didn't um, set the decree. He didn't set it all up uh, sovereignly that this um, event took place in the sense of he didn't physically make it all happen. However, he did allow it to happen. And so we can see that what took place here, God used and he ordained and he brought them through in very natural situation. Uh, this is probably one of the most extreme examples of testing by fire that we'll ever see. But most of us have been through various levels of testing in our life. Some of you watching today may be going through smaller versions of testing even now that you might be thinking, can I make it through? I want to encourage you from the word of God, from the promises of God, if you stand even in just a small version like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, you will come through. The word of God promises you that if you trust in him and delight in him, he will give you the desires of your heart, Psalm 37. And so if in the trials, if in the testing, if in the fire, we stand with him, we stand with the Son of God, we can be assured we will come through. The enemy may be throwing things at us. He may be throwing challenges, confusion, thoughts and fears and anxieties at this time. But all of that 
if we look at it, it's just flames that cannot touch us if we stand with the Son of God. If we don't, if we choose fear and we partner with fear instead of partnering with the Son of God, then we're going to get fear and the flames will burn us. Like Peter walking out on the water to Jesus who said, come to me, he walked out. When his face dropped, he dropped. And so if we partner with faith and we partner with the Son of God, we will keep our eyes fixed on him. He is with us. We can see him through the fire and he will get us through. The other thing we see in this passage is that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were quite prepared for whatever happened in the consequences. Oftentimes in our situation, we think that God is just going to save us from every bad thing that's ever going to happen. That is not the gospel. I don't know about you, but um, we can in our modern Christianity sometimes wrap ourselves in velvet and just listen to voices and things that make us feel so good that we never want to be touched by pain or hurt ever again in our lives. This is not reality. Reality is we will face pain. Reality is we will have to go through the fire, but we don't stop there. If we stop there, we stop the process. I talked about that last week and we stay in the fire and we might have to go back to the beginning and go through it all again. But if, if during this time we stand partner with the Son of God who is with us through every trial, then we actually grow in that season. And that's what we want. We want to transform. We want to see the Son of God and say, what are you doing through this? And we want to walk with Him in the fire. And so I want to bring out of this today a couple of things that for me are quite powerful. And a lot of this comes from fires that Karen and I have walked through. And, and, and we've had a few in our lives. We, we've had a particular health fire that we walked through with Karen in particular. We've had a business fire that, that particularly for me was big. And then together we've had what I'm going to call today a ministry fire. We were called of God to, to lead this church some 11 years ago. And it was about that time when we felt called of God through various uh, times that the fire began. And um, you might think that when God calls you to something, he opens the doors and you hear the trumpet sound and you just walk through and the palm leaves are laid down for you and the offerings come and, and there's celebrations. But quite often that's not the way it is. And for us, it certainly wasn't that way. I mean, we, we, were, full of, uh, we were full of passion for, to see God poured out and revival break out in this place and to see incredible miracles and things happen. And one might say we were, we were kind of naive, but, you know, aren't we all at that stage? And so, uh, you know, I can think back now and uh, there was such an excitement in our heart about what God was doing. And then very quickly we realised not everyone was celebrating with us. And uh, I want to encourage you that if God's called you to something, don't expect everyone to jump up in the members stand around you and cheer you on. It doesn't always happen that way. It certainly didn't happen for us that way. And so we immediately began to face opposition. We immediately began to face other, other challenges and relational issues and people who didn't really get us and understand us. And I can 
I can get that. We didn't even understand us, but we knew the call. And so it, we admit freely that we got some things wrong. We might have said some things wrong. However, it was a huge baptism by fire for us. And, and that preceded coming into ministry, taking over the church and, and some 10 years ago. And then the first few years, just baptism of fire. And I can remember standing up on Sundays and other times sharing in complete faith, in absolute faith of nothing else than just seeing the Son of God, knowing He called us to this thing, hating the process, hating the fire, hating the opposition, uh, but we saw the Son of God in it. And sometimes that's all you need. If you can't see the Son of God in the fire, then you may not get through. And so whatever you're going through right now today, I want to encourage you, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, because if you can see him, you can get through. If you can't see him, you'll struggle, and some don't get through. But if we look to Jesus, then everything else can fade away. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I can remember, Karen and I, there was times when we would have to literally hang on that one thought that Jesus has called us to this you know, and sometimes it seems like the whole world's against you and the whole uh, momentum is against you, but he's called us to us. It's okay. We'll get through this. It might take years. It might take months. Uh, in my process, it's just hopefully this just gets done quickly, but sometimes it doesn't. And so we keep going. See the Son of God in your situation and you'll get through. I guarantee you, He's the one holding your hand. He's the reason you're still here on earth. And He's the one that's calling us in the fire saying, come on, come on, come to me, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I want to give you rest. I want to carry you through. I want you to come to me. Trust me. Go to a new level of faith. Go to a new level of reading His Word and understanding and you will get through the fire. It's one of the promises that his word over and over again and the stories and the, 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 the examples and the parables, we can look to all of these things. And time again, we can see this principle of triumphing over opposition. And we are called as a people, as believers in Jesus, to triumph even over, de over death. The enemy wants to cause fear and anxiety. He wants to pull us down into the dark pit so we'll get caught there and that we'll get burnt there and suffocated. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this earth so he would pull us out of that and he would bring us into a victorious life that may not look perfect all the time, but that we can always see hope. We can always see destiny in the son of God. I want to encourage you, if you're watching today and you may have never connected your life with Jesus Christ, do it today. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I've had enough. I just want all my sin gone out of my life and I want to live for you. I want to live with you. Come into my life. I now live for you. And once you do that, you are a born again Christian. You're a new creation. And giving your life to him means that you now have Jesus Christ walking you through the trials. You now have an advocate. You now have someone fighting for you. You now have a clear voice into your life saying, come on, you can do this. You're not alone. You now have eternal life. And it's nothing. there's nothing else in this world that we humans get like this message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Or maybe you've got stuck in the fire, you got stuck in the pit, and, and you've got stuck in your own thinking, trying to solve everything yourself. Let me give you a, a piece of advice today. You can't fix it. You can't solve your own problems. But the Son of God, who's with you in the fire, can. And he has solutions that you don't have. Sometimes all we need is to seek him just even for a few minutes. And just hearing one word or one phrase from him will set everything up. I've oftentimes, sometimes gone and tried to sort out a problem myself and tried to work it out. And I'll spend days sometimes or maybe hours thinking it through. Okay, I'm going to solve this situation, this relational situation or financial or or structural or just leadership issue or whatever it might be. And then I'll take the time just to pray. Might be driving along, it might be walking along or in the morning or whatever. And, And all of a sudden, just one word or one phrase will come to me. And I know it's the Holy Spirit. It's very quiet, it's very gentle. You can miss it very easily, but I just know it's Him. And it just straightens everything up. All of a sudden, it all becomes straight. Hearing his voice guides us through the trials, through the fire. There's a few things that I can think of that come out of our fiery experiences. And this is why it's important that when we're in the fire, we don't give up. Because the fire purifies. The fire brings us out stronger and better than we went in. The fire strengthens us and refines us and builds us into a stronger person than we went in. I bet if we talk to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego after the fire, they would almost be able to believe for anything. They'd be able to fly off a cliff knowing an angel is going to come and rescue them because they've just been through a life and death experience. They've been with the Son of God through that experience. They defied the king. The whole nation now hears about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, and the testimony would have gone throughout the lands. These are the three men who stood with the Son of God, who went into the fire when everyone else was burnt. They went in and they came out alive. What a testimony your trial is going to be to people around you. What a testimony you coming out of the fire is going to be to people around you because you've stood in faith. You've stood and believed and you've if you've stood for the word of God and you've even stood and decreed publicly, I am going to stand in faith, even though everything's in chaos and this is not going so well. I believe God's word. I believe he is real. I believe he's doing something. And I'm telling you, just like in a workout, when you're going through pain and you're sweating and it's not so good, take that opportunity now, if you're going through fire or struggles or trials and say to yourself and say to, say to the Lord, Okay, we're going to do this and I'm going to do it well. I'm going to come through this fire in faith, not in failure. And when we do that, there's something that clicks on in our spirit and it begins to activate a new level of anointing. And you might even find that you have an anointing to walk out of that fire untouched, unscathed. And it says here, not even smelling like fire. And if you've ever been around a fire with smoke, any, any, you get close to that thing, you're going to smell of smoke. They didn't even smell of it. Why? Because they, they got better and stronger through the fire in faith. They didn't fail and get bitter and gripe and groan and, and that smell of burnt flesh wasn't on them. And so when we come through a trial, we don't want a smell of burnt flesh and smoke. We don't want to tell everyone, I've been through the worst experience in the world and now everyone needs to listen to my sob story. That's not why we go through trials. That's not why we go through that stuff. 
We go through so we can give a testimony of God's goodness. So we can say, the Son of God is with me. The Son of God is powerful. Jesus is real. He is intimate and He wants to walk with us and He's walked with me my life. Testimonies are really powerful when they come from a victorious place, not when they come from a burnt flesh place. And so oftentimes we go through that situation to get rid of that attitude, to get rid of bitterness, to get rid of it, not to carry it through after the fire. And so we want to come out so pure, so strong, refined like gold, and that we can give a victorious testimony to our King saying, He is good and He is going to get us through tough times. There's a few things that for me really come out of fiery experiences. And the first one is that our priorities get really sorted out. In this global situation that we're in right now, we can see that for a lot of us, our priorities have been shifted around. And, and this has happened definitely for us that we, we see that a lot of the froth of our lives is just blown off. A lot of time, a lot of energy that we spend on a whole lot of other things is, is just gone. And so now we're in a situation where uh, our priorities are really sorted out in a way that maybe has never happened before. And so we want to see that in the fire, our priorities get really, really solidified. And we want to keep those things even after this, after the fire, after the testing. And oftentimes in a fiery trial or even a light trial and struggles, there's the fight or flight syndromes. And so we want to have a look and say, well, what do I do when the pressure's really applied? How do I react when there's a lot of tough stuff going on in my life? Do I just run from that? Or do I actually get in the trench and, and fight it through and seek out the Son of God and ask Him questions and, and really get rigorous in my faith? It's one of the things that I think God loves to do with us believers he doesn't necessarily send the trials, but he uses them to test and to train us so that we can be rigorous, faith-filled believers coming out of those situations. And I'd like to think that after the COVID-19 situation, that we as believers would come out of this with bigger faith than ever before, bigger eyes to see the, the kingdom of God and and there's a whole lot being said around the world, different opinions. The truth is, in a year or two, those opinions might not even matter so much. If you think back of all the differing opinions that have probably been said over the different uh, situations, world dramas over the years, we want to focus in on the ones that are going to last a lifetime. We want to focus in even on the issues that are going to actually have some longevity, not on the micro minor issues that really in a few weeks are going to be sorted out anyway. You know, is this shop open? Is that shop open? Is there 10, 12, whatever? In six months, we're not going to care about that stuff. And so it's one of the things we want to prioritize the big issues. And the big issues are what is Jesus training us in right now that we can take on the other side of this so that we are better, stronger, wiser? And so he's prioritizing. He's also, I believe, making us a little bit cautious, a little bit cautious about things that we jump into, things that we give time to, things that we give airplay to. But in that cautiousness, I, I think there's a wisdom. And so seek after wisdom. Proverbs talks a lot about wisdom. And you don't have to get too much into Proverbs before you really realize this book is a book of wisdom written by a very, very wise person, ultimately God, 
through, a lot of it through Solomon, the, the very wise king. And so if we read that, we're going to get wisdom. And we want wisdom. We want to know how do we spend our finances? What do we invest in? How do we spend our time into? What should we prioritize right now? What do we get involved with? What don't we get involved in? What arguments should we have? And what arguments shouldn't we have? As Christians, it's interesting right now, there's so many rabbit trails we can go down. Uh, and believe me, I get tempted just like everyone because I watch a lot of stuff and you know, we watch after our health and we like natural health and, and we're very aware of all the different uh, thoughts and things in the world today. But sometimes we have to still ourselves and remember that it's all about the peace of God surpasses our understanding. And so we want to keep that peace above any other theory, any other ideology, any other thing that's coming against us. And we want to not stand in fear, but we want to stand in faith. It would be very easy for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego because they were, they were righteous men, they were good, godly men, they could have very easily stood against Nebuchadnezzar and said, this is wrong. You should not be making people do this. You should not be lighting fires and throwing people into this. You should not be uh, making this sound and this music and making everyone do this. And it is absolutely defiantly wrong. But they, they didn't do that. They just, they just went about their business worshipping God. Now, of course, they didn't bow down to the idol, but then they let their actions do the talking. And this is a big deal for us as believers. If we can really journey through the fire and not come out smelling like burnt flesh, but smelling clean and clear with pure hearts, with peace in our hearts, not with fear, full of faith, full of understanding and wisdom, then we are going to be listened to. We are going to be people that others look at and go, okay, you've got something good to say. You don't smell like burnt flesh. You're not just harping on about every, every other thing, crazy thing in the world right now, but you have some wisdom. I want to hear that. And this is what we want. This is what we seek after when we talk about wisdom. And the last thing that I think really comes out of this is that we get crystal clear purpose. And it's important that we, when we're going through situations like this, and seasons like this, that we really recognize that God has a purpose in the fire. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the purpose might be that there's an amazing testimony in the land that the Son of God was with them. And all of a sudden, they listen to and look to, and people turn to the Lord. In this season, and in the fire that you might be going through, that I might be going through, the testimony is that God is good, that he is with me and that he is working out. But then he'll give us a purpose. And maybe some of us get lost in the fire, we get lost in the trial and we lose our purpose. I want to encourage you, seek out God's hand and his purpose in this situation because I believe he talks to us in the fire. He shows us things that we'll never see in other situations because we have a refining gaze and we have a, a, a real clarity about what's happening. And maybe we don't know the purpose. Then I want to encourage you, seek it out. Because in Psalm 37, it says, He will give to those who seek Him. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And maybe there's opposition, but the opposition is promised in Psalm 37. It will fade away like the plants. It will just wither away. And so will this opposition. So will the testing. So will the tries. 
it will wither away. It doesn't last forever. Look to the Lord. Walk with Him. Strengthen yourself in Him and He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you purpose. He'll give you faith. He'll give you strength. And I believe He wants to give life and strength and hope to some today who are watching, even fresh hope. I want to encourage you, believe again for the things of God. Believe again for the good things of God. He is not trying to kill you. He's not trying to bring confusion, but he's actually trying to turn that around so that we would be strengthened. And our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. We've got to remember that as believers. It's not against people and governments and things like that. It's against the principalities and powers of this dark and evil world. And so in prayer, we can recognize where the enemy is, but then we can stand strong with a sword of the Spirit, knowing we have the authority in Christ. Luke, Luke 17, he's given us that authority. And so we want to stand in that authority and we want to be strong in that authority. I want to encourage you, whatever you're going through today, Stand with the Son of God. Don't stand with fear. Don't stand with confusion. Don't stand with that other stuff. Stand with Jesus because He's with us and He wants to bring about purpose. And I think that some of us, we lose our purpose in the fire, in the confusion. But when we look to the Son of God, He gives us refined purpose and we realize, wow, that's what you're doing, God. If I could look back some years ago, through the fiery experiences that we've had in our life where you just think, what on earth is God doing? Where is God? I can't hear Him. I can't see Him. I don't even know why He's allowed this to happen. It's ridiculous. But then you wind forward a few years and you go, my goodness, I never would have learnt that lesson if that hadn't happened. I never would have learnt how to do this if that mistake didn't occur and then the other consequences. So don't knock the fire, but come through it so strong. Come through it in faith. Come through it knowing the Son of God is with you. And I believe He wants to speak to you and bring a fresh purpose to your situation. He is a good, loving, heavenly Father. He sent His Son so that we might might have life and life everlasting. And He gives us His Holy Spirit, who's our advocate, to help us and strengthen us and counsel us and empower us with the power of God in this journey. You are not alone. You are not to live in fear because God is with you and He is so strong. He is so powerful. So believe again and look again at the horizon because it is good. I want to pray today as we finish. Lord, I thank You for everyone watching. I pray that your word would be like a sharp sword into our situation. You would strengthen us. You would encourage us. I pray for any going through the fire that you would show yourself to be so strong and powerful and covering and let that hope of glory fill their room, fill their life. Lord, I thank you for them. I thank you for even the fact they're watching today. And I pray that your spirit of encouragement would fill them and lift them up to a place of fresh purpose and destiny in Jesus' wonderful name.